to the Seventh River. I'm your gracious host, Flame Void, and today we're talking about the hatred of men. So as we continue to talk on relationships, and I keep telling everyone and anyone who would listen to this podcast that any relationship is a two-way street. Uh, the old saying from one of my favorite R&B songs is that. Love is a two-way street, and I'm parked. Why do you keep driving up and down the road? And in the same way, that's what's going on in today's society. In many cases, the people who want to be married and fall in love and want to do good things with someone else and grow old are parking and waiting for the person of they, the person that they desire, to park next to them and to commune with them, so that you can eventually get in one car and continue traveling on but sadly the entire well continues to be poisoned and this has led to a lot of the things that I talk on this podcast about and I take a male approach to these things because I am a man and our voices are not heard in many cases around the world so I bring to you a very interesting article, and it was just published. It was a article that is titled, Do You Hate Men Sometimes? And this lady, who I will not mention, literally wrote a book with the title, I Hate Men. Now, before we jump into this, this woman literally stated on a book cover that she hates an entire half of the human population. And if people don't really understand how horrible this is, is that a lot of women think that they create life, and that is incorrect. The egg is not alive. It's the sperm that is alive, okay? Men create life. Women carry life. That's how it works. That's science all day long. And... What bothers me and what gets to my last nerves is that the the movement of feminism, just like the movement of Black Lives Matter, they devalue, disenfranchise, and they utterly try to destroy men. They try to put men into the situation that they wouldn't even want to be put in. And if you actually read through history without rose-colored glasses or with glasses that try to paint things one way or another, you will see that women have not had a bad deal throughout history. And in many cases, men had it far worse or worse entirely. But here we are. From the 1970s until now in America, and I would say most Western worlds, or uh, Western countries, excuse me, are now starting to deeply, deeply tie their states and government with the feminist ideology under the guise that this is somehow balanced and fair when even a five-year-old with basic reading comprehension could tell that everything that feminism has taught is deeply entrenched with hate. Hate of men, hate of what we do, hate of the inventions, hate of 
anything a man would do in this society unless it's subservient for and at the benefit entirely of women. And this plays into relationships, which I will get into later if I have a little bit of time because I'm not trying to be too long before you. But this woman is writing, I hate men. This is no different than the SCUM Manifesto, which is the SCUM Manifesto, the acronym SCUM stands for the Society of Cutting Up Men. No different than what Lorena Bobbitt did to her husband, who she thought was cheating and wasn't. And she still celebrated and she laughs about that today. How can we have a society in which we keep perpetually saying that women are disadvantaged, women are terrorized by men, women are in such danger of men when we have books being written out about not hating one man, not even despising a certain man, but the full-on hatred of an entire gender, okay? And you know, this is a Christian channel, so I believe as God said in the beginning, he made them male and he made her female. There's no in-between. It's one or the other. But what boggles the mind is that in a world in which women know that men can be both equally brutal and equally pleasant and refined as gentlemen and protective and loving and all the things that would make a woman heart melt like butter, that we would allow people to poison the well of men. And women may say, well, you know, we we shouldn't baby the men because they need to grow up to be tough. You say that and a lot of women will push this narrative that boys need to be stronger and they need to get used to a society that doesn't cater or bend over to their whims. But I would challenge anyone listening to this podcast or in society to show me where in society or any place in America or Western culture where the society bends over for men. I hate to say this and point this out, but I have to. In most Western industrialized countries, there is conscription for primarily men. Israel is the only country that I know of that that makes women enlist. South Korea, for women, it's optional. Same thing in Japan. Same thing in the United States. It's optional. Under the actual constitution and they argue this back in the day during the turn of the 20th century that men who received certain rights from the government was therefore charged and it was a responsibility to protect said state from any attack either foreign or domestic meaning that the draft would stand and that these men because they signed for the draft meaning they had to they would then get the right to vote. A couple years later, women got out of the same requirement because they were there for female. And then you have the suffrage movement with a lot of people say, oh, they were just marching in the streets, not doing anything. That's incorrect. 
they blocked roads, they threw uh, tomatoes, they used men's wives to pressure them into giving women what men had to offer their lives for, which is the right to vote. Women in the West and many other countries have given women the right to vote for absolutely nothing and demand absolutely nothing from them in way of earning that right. And even in America, you have some women who come up with the argument saying that back in the 1910s and 20s, women were seen as property and they couldn't do whatever the heck they wanted. Well, of course not. At that time, women's main role was to take care of the home and the children, which was very important and essential job even now. And there was a bunch of women who resented that, so therefore here we are now with women working in factories and in office jobs, and they're still, just like the 1970s and even at the turn of the 20th century, talking about how all society is based on privileges men have to the disadvantage of women, even though we have statistics and we have proven that over 70 and then upwards up to 85% of all purchases in a married home are made by women. We have determined that women under the age of 30 are ahead of the boys. We have women in colleges sick to the tune of 60 to 65% higher chance, i.e., not higher chance, but there's 60, the most college are 60 to 65% full of females, where for the males, it's continually decreasing. And you wonder why, it's because many of these professors, from the men, to especially most of the women who are running these schools, have the same ideology as this book, is which she hates men. And in public and in everywhere else you go, it's okay for a woman to hate, berate, belittle, to hit, to hit in the groin, to utterly disparage him and his name, and no one cares. It's totally okay to hate men in a society that somehow is made for his own benefit. It's okay to hate men in a society that was built for him, but will also lock him up if he dare lift his hand to a woman. In a society that has shown more and more that they're cracking down on anonymity online because a woman got a death threat or a rape threat or some kind of threat of violence when she has gone out of her way to say with with added emphasis and joy that men are not good people, that men are inherently horrible, that little boys are inherently guilty of the sin of rape, even though they don't even know what rape is, and they don't even know about the gender war that has been raging since 1970s that women have started. And I call it a war since the 1970s because that's when the government in America started to openly support it as a way to subvert black culture that has used it to subvert all cultures into what it is now. And I call it the Willie Lynch way of thinking. 
And if you ever study Mr. William Lynch, you'll find out that he is an incredible bastard and evil man. He is what gave us chattel slavery in America in the early, uh, I would say late 1700s and into the 1800s. And his principle was very simple, but very evil and methodical. It was to keep the mind weak, but keep the body strong. And how did he do that? He would subvert the males to being broken, either by rape, and in this time frame, we're raping young men and grown men through the court system, through denying them education, through continually teaching them that they are of no worth other than to go die for the country, to pay taxes, and to continue to put women first in every aspect of their lives, even when it comes to their own dreams. It's gotten to the point that little boys in Australia were made to stand up and apologize to girls of the same age and order for the crime of being male. Yet, all across society, we will sit here and we will tell women how uniquely wonderful and beautiful how they are and how they need so much help and so much assistance and so much backing and so many people to continue to tell her how wonderful, how much she is a boss and how she has the right to dress like a slut, but also be treated like a good girl and how she has the right to sleep with any man she would want to as many times as she wants to, but then get with a man who she wants to not be a a sex-crazed individual. And then after he gets married to her, after she's slept with all the men, done all the craziness she ever wanted to do, and she's been used by multiple men, she would want him to only have the type of sex that she feels comfortable with now because guess what? His desires, his needs, his wants are not respected. And anyone that would tell or say otherwise is indeed lying because once again we have the research and most women will dress up care for and will hurt themselves or starve themselves based on the perception of other women on whether they're hot or not women will judge themselves based on how many men they can get to look or stare at them We've gotten to the point to where we believe that a woman who is in marriage owes pretty much nothing to her husband, not even loyalty. And even still, what's even sadder about this story, which I'll probably have to do another podcast to go into, this woman is proud of what she's done. She's even married. And she writes a book about how she hates men. All throughout this book, it it just really warps the mind about how evil and how downright corrupt our society has become when you can write out in big bold letters the hatred of an entire gender based on your little to no experience the woman who wrote this is only 26 years old 26 
the depth of of contempt this woman has for men is quite sickening. And a lot of women who listen to this podcast and a lot of people who pass me every day and I talk about this, they don't act as if it's going to have any sort of effect on the future or any sort of effect on society as a whole or any sort of effect on the boys. But it does. I always talk about the suicide rate. I I can't emphasize this enough. It's growing. The hopelessness men feel as an entire gender is getting to the point of screaming and no one gives a rat's rear end because guess what? As long as there's enough of them to defend the nation, as long as there's enough of them to defend the walls and to pay their taxes and to shut up and to make everything work and make the electricity work and keep the lights on, everyone is happy. The politicians happy because they can lie and cheat and steal and scare women into voting for things that are draconian and oppressive and that will take away all the rights that men of the past had to die for to ensure that they were enshrined in law. But once again, no one cares. Men are to be hated. Miss Andre, which is the hatred of men which has been going on for a very long time, not misogyny, but misandry, is now a carbon copy of what we do now, of our society. It's it's the mold. It's becoming the framework of how we build law and how we do everything. Heck, last year they were talking about how COVID uniquely affects women even though most of the deaths were accounted to the men but once again I hate men is allowed to be put all over the screen and written in books and and paraded and and the real sick part the real sick part the coup de grace of all this was that she publishes at a small publisher she had to get a bigger publisher to support this book and printing it out because it was flying off the shelves. It's only about 79 to 80 pages, but there are women all across the world who are buying and believing this nonsense and trash. And then they expect men to turn around and die and to fight for a society that continually allows women to hate them as a form of free freaking speech. Yet if a man says he doesn't want to be around a gay guy or around trans uh, trannies or allow transgender to, to read stories to his kid or to not be a part of Black Lives Matter, which openly hates black men and uses their bodies to make money, he is therefore crazy and he is therefore an issue with society. But it's okay because to hate men is okay. To hate an entire gender is okay. It's only men who are affected. Even though without the men, worse men will come. Worse men will do the things that women are scared of. Worse men are coming 
to do to women of the Western society the things in which they have feared and long have blamed a few men for, but have attributed the hatred to all of us. They're coming. And books like this, by women who could not and cannot defend themselves, is what's going to have a lot of men being indifferent. That's going to be a subject of one of my podcasts in the future, ladies and gentlemen. True hatred is not writing books and putting it online and celebrating the the wonderful joys of hating another entire gender. Oh no, that's that's not true hatred. As horrible and as foul as what she has written in this book is, as horribly and as foul as the number of women who are buying these books off the shelves at their hotcakes, men are going to show women the depth of depravity. And I will talk about it eventually. And I just got one word for you before I go. And it's called indifference. Indifference. That's what's coming, ladies. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the God's honest truth. Indifference is coming. There's a new generation of men that have come up and have had years of feasting on hatred and misandry and being cheated and being lied on and being treated like the bottoms of women's shoes. And their response will be indifference. But that's all I have to say. Once again, this is Seventh River and I thank you for listening. I know this was not a happy topic, but this is still a topic I need to be talking talk about because the relationship between men and women are getting so toxic. And unfortunately, and I hate to have to say this continually, it's not the men that are writing this stuff. It's the women. It's the women. And there are too few straight-spined men in this world that will call it out for what it is. But it's coming. It's coming. But that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day. And God bless you wherever you are. Once again, this is Seven Forever, your gracious host, signing out.